Welcome back. We are live in Catonsville, the 21228. We're at State Fair. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Lunchtime in your place is packed. We will be here at 5 o'clock. People keep bringing canned goods. Uh, Bill Coles, anything you want to say to Susan out there who dropped off all much stuff? Susan dropped off lemon cake. Susan, I know you're driving a car right now. You, I saw you, and you came in. and I mean, like people are evaporating on me. Yeah, you know? no, it's wonderful. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Can I get a slice of that? Of course. Of so course. We're, we're, we're on day four of this. My wife this morning says, I'm not making your breakfast today. You're going to State Fair. You'll eat there. And then I get here. It's five and nine. And like, I haven't eaten. Of course. Right. right. So every night I've been going home with food because like most of my clients are Greek and they just send you home with food. You know, they, they can't help themselves. So I've got like crab cakes, cream spinach, all this stuff. Today she's like, you're going to be a State Fair, man. What are you bringing home? And I'm like, I don't know, but something good, you <laughs> right. know, meatloaf or something. Right. Adam Rosenberg's been my friend for a long time. He's the executive director of Center for Hope. Uh, I knew him under a different name in a different way, but I've toured facilities. Uh, he's done a lot, a lot of things here uh, for children and for um helping people who need help the most and come in the most vulnerable times. Um, you can find out all they do at Center for Hope. Find them through Lightbridge. Uh, he is Bill Cole's friend. And Bill, you, you give an introduction here because I've known him a little. I, it's Baltimore. I know him. You know him. We know him. He we all know me. each other, right? Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, it's right uh, it is. I think my short summary for Adam is uh, we got to know each other, and once you realize the type of work you're doing, I am constantly trying to channel my inner support so that you just feel that whenever because I can't imagine your days and I, you know, like you, you just should Every know. Every day I love that. I appreciate that. awfulness know, that comes to your front right, door, literally. You know right? that like, there's these people behind you with their hands you. on your back keeping you afloat. And there's great things needed. we could do about it. We shouldn't, we shouldn't let it d- defeat us. I think there's a way to be able to overcome that and, you, and anyone can overcome trauma with the right support system there. And it's great to have support from guys like you and your listeners here who want to believe and make Baltimore a better place. What is Center for Hope? I got a whole book here, so yep. I'm going to have you get this down in about 16 to 18 so Center for Hope is a first-of-its-kind violence response program in the nation. We're working through LifeBridge Health, and we're taking a public health approach to uh, all forms of violence, child abuse, domestic violence, elder abuse, and exposure to gun violence there. We recognize that when someone has been impacted by violence, living with child abuse, witnessing a homicide, being a, a part of a domestic violence relationship, it impacts your health outcomes. And as a health system, our job and our desire is to keep people healthy, keep them out of the emergency room, and to give them healthier outcomes there. And so through our services, through our counseling, through our network of support, we're able to turn that trajectory around for over 7,000 people each year to prevent people from uh, further future adverse experiences from violence. So how do people come to you? What's the entryway and when you find them, what's a I don't say typical, nothing's yeah, typical. Yeah, no, nothing's but, typical about this. People right. come to us through a lot of different ways there. That we've been, and we still are, what was the Baltimore Child Abuse Center, the city's child advocacy center. So if anybody reports abuse in Baltimore City, they work with police, they work with law enforcement and social services there, and then they come to us for us to provide a coordinated investigation there. It takes someone to pick up the phone and dial 911 or Child Protective Services to be able to report the abuse, but once that's come in, we provide medical management, we provide uh, free therapy, we provide case management for those kids. People also come to us through our hospitals, so someone presents at Northwest Hospital or the whole west side of Baltimore with domestic violence, we're their response team there, and so we're helping them get out of that domestic violence situation 
find shelter, uh, provide some free legal representation, provide care while they're in the hospital. And then most excitingly, and, and really probably the biggest uh, challenge of our career has been, we took on administration of six of the 10 cities' safe street sites. And despite what you might hear on some media, it is a remarkable success program. So much so that our six safe street sites, through over 900 community events and interventions, um, has been able to uh, impact a 28% reduction in gunshot wound admissions at Sinai Hospital. Fewer people are getting shot because our team is intervening and working with a lot of community partners there to make sure that people are living and not dying. Well, I was at Fadley's to start the week. And, you know, I, I think when I began this whole journey about Super Bowl, a cup of Super Bowl, and I'm not going to be in Las Vegas, I'm only going to be talking about local issues. The one thing that came up real early on Monday was, hey, man, less murders last year. That's we, right. I mean, we love talking about when it's more and more and more and more and awful and crime and harm, harm to more and all the names they make up. But, like... Yeah, we got to talk about that a lot. We got to say that a lot. We have that, to say that there is less crime in Baltimore. There are fewer murders. There are fewer shootings there. And I think it's, it's some of it's a public perception thing. And it takes time. That this past year has yeah. been a remarkable year. We see the Orioles over 100 games, right, and becoming a championship contender. We see the Ravens in a championship run. And this is our championship run when it comes to ending violence in Baltimore. It takes years. It does not happen overnight. And it's through our work and the partnership of Catholic Charities and other organizations like ROCA yeah, and We Are Us. Monday. We're all here. Yeah, yeah. Bill McCarthy or Monday. Sure. You know, I mean, we're all in this. Well, I hear a lot about Roca. I hear a lot about uh, Safe Streets. What should people know about Safe Streets in, well, in, in, in a general sense? Because it has been this malign thing, and um, the young man who was murdered last year that was one of the coordinators yep. was a name on – he was on my on my hit list to get, get as a guest. Right. And I try to put guests together and say, who's making an impact? Next thing I know, the kid's murdered, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Look, these guys are heroes. I mean, that police officers go out. They, they, they get benefits. They have a union. They have uh, bulletproof vests. They have vehicles. They have cars. They go, and they're interceding in violence. These are guys who are looking to give back to their community, who are credible messengers, who may have served their time and have demonstrated that they are out to reform their neighborhoods there. And they're getting between two people, and they're saying, you know what? Stop shooting. Let's find another way to resolve this there. They're working within the community to get the resources for people who perhaps want a job, perhaps don't want to be slinging drugs, perhaps don't want to be involved in violence to deter them to interrupt violence. And by taking a 30-year a model called Cure Violence, where we're taking the same approach we take to healthcare, that violence is something that can be cured. And so these teams are doing great work. And you know what makes them aligned is the fact that, yeah, we're using people with previous histories there, and those are the people who have the most experience in this. Your drug counselors they're, by and large, peer recovery people who've had their own addictions there. And so you, we need to be working with people in the same vein who have those lived experiences to be able to advocate for violence intervention. Adam Rosenberg's here. He's been doing good work for a long time. Bill Cole from Cole Roofing and Gordy Energy, riding shotgun. We're at State Fair uh, collecting uh, canned goods for the Maryland Food Bank. We'll be at Pappas on Friday. Uh, get here before 5. You get a free cup of soup or bowl uh, for your donations. And uh, it's going right to a local pantry here. We're going to meet them a little later on as well. You mentioned, and I I remember being in your place years ago, you talk about children being abused, sexually assaulted. You talk about the, so, okay, kids getting beaten, the cops come, right? Right. The cops come, and they're like, oh, my God, the wife and the husband and the child, and we need to remove that child, right? 
that's when I think about you. Like, you know, the, 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 what Bill talks about, this horror story that that's all you do. I mean, that's, that's what comes to your door every day right. is that in some awful, it's all awful, and then you have to unravel it and figure out what to do for that child. I've done Orphan today here at the, the children's home. I've done, you know, all sorts of stories this week about policing and things. Well, you've experienced this so many times and it's the mo- it's something we don't talk about. Something I don't even want to talk about. I think, it's, talk- a, I think it's something we have to talk about along the lines of, of these other ailments and illnesses that we all make efforts and do runs for, whether it's cancer or diabetes or heart disease. That child abuse is something that happens on a regular basis within our communities and can be stopped there. And you know, through education, through lessons, through working with schools, to giving your youth-serving organizations and your instructors the tools necessary to figure out what's appropriate behavior and what's inappropriate behavior there. Uh, a lot of that you can get for free, by the way, on our website at reportabusemd.com. We have a free training there so you can learn how to recognize abuse and how to report it and how to prevent it from happening in the first place. Well, the former name of your organization, Moving we, to Center Yeah, for we were Hope, the Baltimore right? Child Abuse Center. Baltimore Child Abuse. That's when I think about you. Yeah. I think of ch- sure. a child abuse, not, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Uh, uh, Center for Hope is the extension of that? It's the natural growth of it there. When uh, Look, I'm fortunate to be able to work for an organization like LifeBridge Health and have a CEO like Neil Meltzer, who truly, we, we live the motto of caring bravely, and that Neil saw the opportunity to uh, use health systems to be able to impact and preventing child abuse. When we looked at our data, we had many kids who were going to end up at Sinai Hospital or Grace Medical Center one day if we didn't do something there. And so Neil and the board at LifeBridge Health invited us to join the organization, and that's what evolved us How from Baltimore Child Abuse Center. January 2019 now. So it's right before the plague. Right before came, right before the pandemic, which has stalled our launch. And even through that pandemic, we launched Center for Hope. We brought all these violence programs together. And most excitingly, we built a brand new building, uh, the Jill Fox Center for Hope, uh, right in the shadow of Pimlico. So it's half a, blo- half a mile from Sinai Hospital. It's the gateway to Park Heights. And we have a brand new service facility center to be able to help thousands of people each year who've been impacted by violence. Come by and see it. Yeah, I just think that Adam, for me is that, like, boots on the ground. So, like, whatever you want to hear, to your point, right? Like, less murders. Like, we hear all the stories. Adam always has a way of, like, really grounding the stories to tell you exactly what's happening. When we talk about what's missing, you know, like, how do we add the services? How do we roll this? Like, just the stuff. Like, the, and you never even think about these things, right? And then he tells you how they're doing this. You don't want to think about right? it. Right. Yeah. You, you don't, don't want to think don't. about this. And, and then I'm always blown away at sort of the, the holistic thought process that goes into what do we do when this, when the 911 is called or this person enters our sphere, how do we get them from the starting point of a rebuild, yeah. you know, to, to a good outcome. And uh, What are your success stories? I mean, you've had children come to you in the worst way, do you see them as a nine-year-old abused and then come back as a 19-year-old as a freshman in college and you're like, wow. I've met that kid. I've met that nine-year-old who was a, a victim of abuse when I was a prosecutor many years ago and watched That's her grow background. up. That's your background. Your yeah. background was a pro- I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I started as a prosecutor and, and look, this honestly. Off. Uh, yeah, well, I think it actually it, it, it inspired it. It me. me be a look, it showed me. It inspired me that you're I think we can use the system. Put your ass in jail. That's, That's exactly right. But right. It also, like, yeah. but what it showed yeah. me also is that that the criminal justice system wasn't the end-all, be-all on it. That despite a guilty 
conviction, a sentence, that there was still a life to be repaired. And that's where Baltimore Child Abuse Center came in. And for my early days, everybody, of, right? Well, and right? even if you punish them, it's not going to make the kid better, right? It's not going to solve that mother's situation where the her her husband, her isn't her breadwinner is in jail, right. And, right. and they need to get back on a path there rather than fall into further disrepair. And that's where right. that's where the Child Abuse Center had come in there. And I've been working with them since the 1997 now. Be the father, even though they beat the kid. And that's part of it too. Is we have to find a way Literally. for almost reconciliation because that guy's coming out of jail at some point, and he's still the father. And so it, it, it's so much more complicated than just a sentence, you're gone. Because these are lives that are very intricately linked together there. And so, Is that why you got this work? You got tired of being on, on, on that side and thought I could I more? thought it was more I can do. And I was so inspired right. by how the Baltimore Child Abuse Center, now Center for Hope, can do things. And it just, you know, there's the, so much more that was needed than just a conviction. Very important part of the process there. Don't get me wrong. Some of my best years of that. But yeah, I've seen that success story where the work that we have and the impact that we have on these families, and they tell us that but for our, our help, our services, our free counseling, our medical services, uh, they wouldn't be where they are today. How can people help you? I mean, I think LifeBridge, I think that, you know, that's nice that you've been, been funded in that way and been associated with this larger thing than I remember you sort of, <laughs> hey, look at me, you're in Charles Street, right? We were lucky to make payroll some weeks, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, I went upstairs right. and I'm like, oh my God, a woman's been raped, a 14-year-old ch- yeah, child's yeah. been raped, and they walk in here and their lives are torn apart right. and you got to... Meet them, greet them, settle them, heal them. And we're there for 30 days or three find, years. Find right. a safe place for yeah. them, right? Right. Because uh, home's not safe for them. So how can you help? Yeah. So look, obviously the one, the, 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 real, the real cheap shot is, look, you can make a donation. You can go to lifebridgehealth.org backslash hope, uh, and you can go to our donate page there, and you can make a donation there. Uh, other ways you could help is if you know of a family that is in need uh, you know, of assistance, is ask them, can I help you out there? I mean, I think we need to get back to, to neighborhoods and community there. Um, I think that if you're in a school system, in a school setting, is making sure that you're asking, you know, what are you doing to keep my kids safe? Uh, and if you're running a school setting, to think about and say, hey, what are we doing to keep the kids safe in our program? Are we training everybody who's doing Keeping this Keeping kids and families safe, community violence intervention, addressing interpersonal violence, advocating against, I'm reading page by page, yeah, yeah. Uh, art I, collections, yeah, be Imagining hero. hope. Mm-hmm. There we go. All Nestor, right. I want to just emphasize one thing that he said earlier, which I thought we kind of ran by really fast. The idea that a hospital system looked at a proactive way to limit the number of people that were coming in by investing in the Center for Hope. Like, that is just, you know, like, that's a really different way of thinking about... We don't about want to see kids that have been correct. raped in our, in our emergency room. Correct. We don't, right. we don't, want, we don't want them getting hurt at all. We don't want them ending up in the emergency room. Here's the long-term impacts of that, too. Thank you for bringing yes. that up. Is that when that child has been a victim of childhood abuse, childhood sexual abuse, childhood physical abuse, and they don't get the help that they need, the preponderance, the rate of them becoming a future victim of violence increases, the rate of them becoming a... A, you know, perpetrator. Having, uh, a perpetrator right. increases. Yep. But even the other health impacts of their rate of possibly having cancer, diabetes, heart disease, other adverse things in life that happen because your body is still in that fight or flight mechanism there. And so it's constantly, it's constant traumatic stress syndrome. And so it, it ends up making them unhealthier as they go forward there. And so we know as a health system, we want to keep you out of the emergency room. We want to keep you healthy. That's what health care should be about there. And so yeah, it's been really um, uh, innovative for a health system to to make that kind of investment in us and help us catapult us on another level there. And don't get me wrong, folks, we still need your money. That I think that just right. because we're part of a health system doesn't mean that you know it's a it's a free check there. That well, we still rely on donors and 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 you know people to to make this thing happen. You said seven thousand people. Yeah. Wait, what could the number be? 
Oh, I mean, the number could be. I mean, there's right. there's so many more people. Tens you know, of thousands. Right. We've right. got people in our, in our community, yeah. both right. unreported and un, not, and not getting help. That I've got right. a, a remarkable team of mental health professionals who are trained in in trauma, uh, and they just completed a play therapy class this week. It's the most adorable thing I've ever seen. They're they're literally they're they're making collages and they're playing with toys. But these are the tools that help kids recover from abuse. There, but their docket is full, that they don't have space within their case management system to take another case. Right. If I had another six therapists, we could help another uh, another 800 people. I mean, you know, it's incredible the way that this can scale up if you have the people available to do it. Adam Rosenberg's trying to do that uh, with Center for Hope. They're right up by Pimlico. Hi, Hope. Your, your dress is preaked this way. That's right. right. You know, so uh, we got a horse race coming up here in May. Uh, Bill, any th- are we good? Are we, I think we we're set? good. No, I think that was great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's about awareness. It's You just got really, like, people should just listen to that again because there was so much stuff in there about community building and how to take care of your neighbors and, like, there's a lot of good stuff we just hit at a really rapid pace. <laughs> well <laughs> That's done. That's how I move. No, super good. And, and look, anyway, Bill's a great example, you too, Nestor, of, like, people saying, what can I do to help? Rather than turning your head and saying, not my I'm problem. a radio guy, dude, right? I mean, right. seriously. Like, right? right? I mean, like, right? But he's a Baltimore guy and I'm a Baltimore guy. Right. All, I can I'm, sit here and talk Ravens with him, Orioles with him, yep, food yep. with him, you know, business, leadership. We talk, do all that stuff. But, like, this was a week for me about, like, breaking out my Jerry Lewis and saying, all right, you know, How do we build a better I'm reaching all these people. If I'm going to get thrown out of doing radio row, I might as well <laughs> sit here and have crab cake row. Right. Weather's better here than it is in Vegas. We didn't make the Super Bowl. Anyway. And I thought, what are the stories that are impactful? And the people I've met like you that, you know, it becomes a natural thing to have you here today. Thank and, you. And it's, I've met some strangers and some people I don't know or people I've met once or twice. But by and large, I know a lot of people doing a lot of good-ish here. Yeah, right? there's a lot and of like, great things happening in Baltimore, and we need to talk more about that, too. That's right. Baltimore Positive is all about, dog. Yep, that's right. Agreed. How about them Boom. aerials? Yeah. There you go. All right, we'll talk some baseball Thanks, later. Thanks, guys. We, we, got, we got the rest of the summer to do that. Uh, we have to 5 o'clock here to get uh, donations for the Maryland Food Bank. We have a whole table full of stuff over here. Susan's leaving canned goods and lemon cake. Was it lemon poppy seed? What was it? Do you I'm even know? I'm not sure. It's got to be poppy seed. Dive in there a little bit. Yeah, let's, right. let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's not going to make it home. All right. And we got who's coming up next? Sisters of Cat. No. Sharp dressed man. Yes. Sharp dressed man. Yeah. Thank you. Sisters Academy he is after that. But he it's is. not Chris Schaefer. I wonder he if he is. plays the drums like Chris he does. Is. Right. right. Yeah. Does the hot rod thing. And the uh, uh, Chris is always skateboarding. Chris Schaefer couldn't be here. We're going to do Sharp Dress Man, which is really uh, something I've donated to. So I've donated to Chris. I've donated I, them I, too. Yeah, I've got the clothes. Yeah. I've and, had some. And some I think when people get a you know a fresh start, they need they need a new jacket. They need a new suit. You know. Well, you know it's what he said. Problem. I'm the original Sharp Dress Man. So you know, <laughs> anything you want. Everyone's donate crazy to. about a Sharp Dress Man. Absolutely. All right. Leonard Raskin couldn't be here, but he left me. I call this the Richard Share. Gavel, remember Richard Sherry used yep. to square off. Uh, it is actually a, a crab mallet, but dude, Raskin's in Maui right now. Yeah, He's I in Malaya. It's breakfast that. time right now. That's not cool. Yeah, well, it's his 30th anniversary. He's allowed to. All right, he's going to take care of his money. He can take care really of yours cool. as well. Give him a call. Uh, I, Make him uh, up. By the way, I didn't even. Did I Oprah you? Did I give you one? No, no, no. Ten times the cash from a Maryland lottery. They are our sponsors. They put this thing on with Window Nation 866 Nation. I'm getting doors. They do windows. I have a wacky hat. Uh, I'm going to put it on just for fun. It also has this tab that hangs out of it like spaghetti. Uh, also, Jiffy Lube, Multi Care, taking good care of us. We're going to be at State Fair at 5. We're going to be at Pappas in Cockeysville all day tomorrow. My wife thought I was going to lose my voice already. So I'm, let's see, uh, 24 and 5, 29 hours into this grueling event. Coming to the zoo. Go to the zoo. Ice down the the beer for me. I'm coming. 
Back for more at Catonsville right after this.